Hello, animators! This week we're talking about working in animation through the pandemic. So, trigger warning, as the tone on this episode is a little bit on the mental health side. If you are not ready to hear that, or if you just had enough of people talking about what they felt like during the pandemic, give this one a skip. We will see you for the next one. No worries. Also, a huge Shout out to James Keeble, who made our amazing new intro and outro music. His website can be found in the show notes. your week be uh, oh can i tell you actually sorry just gonna put <laughs> sorry, right because i've got i've got this like funny thing to tell you but it's gonna slip my mind at some point as soon as we start talking do it i had a friend message me and said that uh loved your first episode but where's your northern accent gone danny i can't tell you apart <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's really and i was like Oh no, I'm going to have to go back up north to north school and get my voice back. Tom, apparently we sound the same. Tom loves taking the piss out of me and saying that I sound like a really old school chimney sweep. Like, <laughs> hey, up, governor, what are you doing? You know, like, he just, he, I mean, that was not accurate to what Tom takes the piss out of me for. But yeah, so I don't think you sound like that at all. I can really hear your accent. <laughs> Uh, to me, you sound proper posh, so I'm like, wow, do I sound posh now? That's great. <laughs> that should be really good for my career in TV. Maybe we're just like on such a similar level of energy that, yeah, maybe people would just confuse Imagine that. Imagine not being able to tell us apart, though. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, we've had some <laughs> lovely feedback, though. Thank you, everyone yeah. who messaged and DM'd and listened to us. Ah. Yeah, honestly, it's been... A really crazy time, like getting messages from people just being like, Oh, I really liked it. It's like, Oh, I'm chuffed. Thank you. That's so lovely. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phew is also the other feeling yeah. that was there. How, how many times did you listen to the first episode yourself just to check that we weren't twats? Yeah. It's <laughs> about three times. <laughs> like, and it's nearly an hour long. So, and how, yeah. <laughs> Three hours of listening back to my own voice, just like, are we assholes? No, I think we're okay. I think we'll be okay. Oh, we're cool. We're the girls in the toilet. We're the girls in oh, the like. toilet. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what that means, um, yes, we just come to the toilet. Just come to the toilet. Out. If you're crying, if you're upset, if you've had a really rough day at work, or if you're sitting at home, uh, you know. Uh, working remotely and you just need a break or you need that pat on the back or you need that reassurance that everything's going to be all right and animation is just like this <laughs> then come to the toilet and we will be there to give you the pat on the head or the back I can't remember the last time I cried in a toilet at work it's been so long because stupid pandemic cry in my own toilet now <laughs> toilet. it's not the same is it your own toilet i mean it's comfortable sure i like that broken in our bathroom and we've got no windows in there so oh, it's pitch out. black in there at the moment <laughs> oh that adds to it doesn't it like oh i'm really sad the light doesn't even work it's like crying. i don't work and my light doesn't crying work by candlelight is a whole other experience like <laughs> Oh, that is melodramatic. Yeah. I love it. What are we talking about? I would about? like to talk to you about animating through the pandemic and what that's been like for you and for me and for everyone. Okay. So <laughs> heavy, heavy stuff. After the first episode being so simple, like, who are we? Mm. <laughs> like, okay, we know that inside out, but animating through the pandemic. Oh, oh, I feel like I do need to talk to someone about that. Like yeah. somebody 
potentially professional. <laughs> I, you know, I think our story is going to be super different with this. Do you think so? Yeah, because I... Oh, that's- Go on. <laughs> that's already interesting to me then, because like, obviously I've just lived mine and I've been alone for most of it. Mm. So I've got... And like, in comparison, my boyfriend, who also works in animation but is in stop motion. He's had a really social <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. So I've I've only got those two stories to bounce off of and I just keep feeling like I'm so behind everyone of getting over it. Oh man. So yeah. I just I just want to, honestly this is such a selfish episode but I'm like Leah how did it go for you so that I could feel better because <laughs> I need to talk about this. <laughs> I really need I do. I need to talk about it. I need messages. I need I need, I, I ask out on Twitter every now and again just to be like how's everyone doing just yeah. so I can measure myself against someone else but everyone else is doing better than me so <laughs> it doesn't actually help well, I, well it does I it don't does think like everyone's that. doing better than you I think like you know everyone's got their own shit they're dealing with and the pandemic pa- pandemic pandemic has oh, made oh. it <laughs> very difficult honey d yeah and How, what, what was it like for you then what happened to you when pandemic day happened so I was working at the time in Bath um for a company that I was working payee at so it was like Mm -hmm. you know full-time work oh my god this is the dream job and a huge studio it was it was it was um it was an interesting time I'll leave it I won't go too hard into details there but we I had a friend who was like no look this is getting quite real um and he that person kept he yes he kept asking management to be like can you send us home kind of thing because this is big in other countries it's it's gonna yeah. kind of hit soon and management were like yeah all right go sit down sharp like carry on with your work kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. thing and <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, was, I don't know we ended up the company ended up obviously locking down like the whole of the nation did mm-hmm. and we all got sent home and for me it was like yes I don't have to <laughs> fucking sit in this studio anymore I'm so sick of people like I wasn't in the best place <laughs> that time either but yeah I, I I fucking welcomed working from home at least with open arms um mm-hmm. but unfortunately for me just before the pandemic like literally the week we got sent home to be in lockdown it's unfortunate and fortunate but we just me and tom had just moved house to be closer to that company oh and oh no so all of our shit's in boxes like yeah. we're kind of <laughs> this is the first time that me and tom had decided to live together just as a couple because <gasps> we were in a shared place no. before and yeah it was the most um <laughs> what's the word it, it was the most concentrated amount of time you could ask for with your significant other and we're still together so that's a good sign but yeah just just so much shit set up a studio in the house for both of us because he's also an yeah. artist our front room never ever functioned nicely as a relaxing calm space of a front room because we had two massive desks two whackums two monitors you know and while that's really fun for like pc gaming and stuff it's (laughs) you just never turn off you know i just i just feel like in all the hustle and bustle of the emotions that were happening while the pandemic was going on and I, I'm already like such an over emotional person yeah it was it was fucking rough um mm-hmm. and now two years what was the company of- like uh during that time did they like switch to daily meetings and yeah so yeah yeah we got we got daily meetings and um it kind of felt like they were keeping an eye on us a little bit because they wanted us to keep working. It, no one was like ready to be as flexible yet. Like there was a lot of, I think they tried, they tried, you know, but in the end that company shut down. Oh. So we all got furloughed for a couple of months and then it completely um, shut down. It, it just everyone got fired and we all left but um to be honest I kind of landed pretty nicely because not only did we get our 
furlough pay, but they said to us, if you want to look for other work, you can while we're doing this because our furlough wasn't like part-time furlough. It was like, no, you don't have to work and we're going to pay you oh, wow. a little bit, you know? Oh, wow. A certain percent of wages and stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, all right. Well, I'm not doing anything. I may as well go look for other work. So I did and I found something really nice and um, the company had a very different vibe as well. But uh, yeah, I ended up making like, very luckily more money than I have in most of my career at that point Jesus um that's weird isn't it? yeah it's, it's completely backwards um and I'm sure it's completely backwards to a lot of other people's situations and stories out there like I don't know anyone working at Tesco's who could have been so fucking lucky or so you know yeah but that was kind of my yeah. experience of it and I was really even in animation though like that's that's I mean that's the first I've heard of anyone getting failed even in animation yeah <laughs> and that, that just from, from my friends and my perspective and and Ian and stuff like it was a big company it was it was quite a uh, a strange uh, mishmash of yeah companies being bought by other companies and stuff so it was yeah in a in a large oh, chain <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I I'd um, I'd just moved as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'd relocated to Ireland uh, for a job, um, and it, well, it wasn't just before, but it, it was a couple of months before because I'd uh, relocated in the winter. Uh, I I just feel like I never really had that chance to get out and about. So then once the lockdown happened and it happened slightly earlier in Ireland. They were way better than the U- the rest of the UK mm. at saying, this is something that we should be worried about. Go home. We'll figure it out from there. And I was like packed up with my work computer because I had nothing with me. I just went over there with a suitcase of clothes thinking like, I don't need it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be there very long. It's going to be yeah, fine. Yeah. And then... And then, so like they they drove me to my flat with the, their computers, and they let they let me a table, they let me a chair, <laughs> like I had nothing. So then, that 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 was that was so hard, just being out there thinking, what? Why have I moved? <laughs> what have mm. I done? <laughs> and the I kept uh, uh, the one of the silliest things I think I did was kept my eye on flights, thinking maybe I'll go back. home to England but like I we'd also like Ian had also relocated to another studio so we literally left where we were both living to go and temporarily work on dream jobs yeah oh my gosh <laughs> and so we had no base and hope like our stuff was in storage so I was like even if I do get a flight back to England I've got nowhere to go so you <laughs> not literally nowhere so you two were like fully separated from yeah. for that whole time yeah yeah holy shit it, Danny I didn't know that that's crazy yeah it's it, oh I, that's why I feel like I need to I, it would be good for me I think to go talk to someone about it all because like what happened to me in that time then that 2020 mm. was amazing like I find it fascinating now and so hopefully this won't be like the worst podcast you've ever listened to because <laughs> I, I you can hear me and I'm okay <laughs> yeah. but like what happened to me I would love to tell you about that because like it's it's interesting. Please it's do. really interesting. Yeah. So the the I'm gonna have to sort all the uh, little what happens in my head out into like a straight line because it's actually such need a tissues? jumble in my head. Because I, I hope not. I'm, I'm, you know, not I'm, that I'm such a crier. Like <laughs> I can cry at anything. So. Oh dear. I'll keep I'll keep it I'll keep it light. No, don't like... be real, man. Just put it out there. I will just handle my shit, and I'm sorry I think to the audience. Just, just being that alone was like the most major factor. I think the the fear factor on top of the the people on the radio saying, "Do not travel, mm. do not get in your car, do not open your windows." I remember them telling us not to open our windows, like like a, like it was an air siren. Like, and that's when I was wow. like, I, f- I flipped from like okay okay this is a happening to oh my god we're all gonna die <laughs> like I flipped right over that coin mm. like like as soon as I heard that on the radio like 
don't we don't know what it is so please don't open your windows like they try to say it nice but i was like fucking hell don't open it's in the air we're all gonna die it's in the air so i had nothing to bounce off of and also what was um i was trying to remain professional yeah i was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. i'm working like the thing that like is really interesting is that i could hear the world around me had stopped and everyone was out doing their gardening or, play, or having barbecues or playing music or I could hear like the sounds oh this is also interesting my flat was four stories high mm. an attic flat so I had no windows that were like street level or people level all my windows were like up in the ceiling and I when I first looked around this flat I was like this is cute as hell look at this oh my god I'm such a cute city girl I'm gonna live here and I'm gonna be so happy and I'm gonna get a plan and I'm gonna be fine and then when when it's suddenly the only place you can go I realized I can only stand in like half of it because it's an attic like like what, what is that what is that shape Diamond top, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a it's, it's a slanted roof, flat. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's an oven that I can stand at, and there's a bed I can stand next to. That does sound like a shower I can stand in, and that is the three places I can stand. So I couldn't exercise. I couldn't walk. You were like a little hamster in a little <laughs> cage, pretty much. Like there was no. You were in a studio flat, like literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I, at the time, I was like, this is so cute and it's really cheap, so no worries. But then when it was the only place I could go, it, it became like an absolute prison. Like I, I was, this is how I went, just just warnings, people. <laughs> like I went absolutely crazy. So I do want to talk about how crazy I went, just in case anyone else out there went as crazy as me. But I went crazy in this little flat, like, you know, staring at the same the floor, cuckoo's nest. Walls, like <laughs> yeah. all day, every day two years and yeah. I was a supervisor at the time and supervisors on feature films or in tv have way more meetings than I thought they did mm. when I was an animator <laughs> I was like daily morning meetings to tell everyone in the company what I'm planning to do that day and then a meeting <laughs> at the end of the day to tell everyone whether I managed it or not oh shit what did you so say to them then? I felt so measured. Like I felt like every single day I was like measured. My progress was measured. My everything was measured. And I was like, I've got to be good. I've got to be good. I've got to do my work. I've got to do my work. But unfortunately, like I, I was a rigging supervisor. So it's very different to animation in my mind mm. in that like, my progress was a lot slower. So like my Monday morning meeting would be like, I'm going to work on this set of eyes. <laughs> and and it would be that until Friday afternoon. <laughs> like yeah. Every daily meeting, I'd be like, I'm still working on those eyes. Uh, that's rigging, rigging out. <laughs> it was so hard. But yeah. at the same time, I was so grateful because what the hell else would I have done in that flat? I had no way. I, had, I knew no one. And everyone I did know was Irish and had families and fucked off home and mm. that was great for them do you know what I mean but like they were they weren't really people like a contact in a in a in a oh, not nice. even a crisis way like just in a way of like does anyone want to go for a walk <laughs> like oh. I, and I didn't dare go for a walk though so I wouldn't have done that anyway I'm like a, I'm an absolute baby anyway so like there was that like work didn't stop and not only did it not stop it feel like it got harder or it didn't let up even more because yeah I yeah. I think I think this is my theory I had to I had to literally concoct theories to keep myself okay and that was that like producers couldn't see us anymore hmm. so and if you zoom out of the world and I'm trying to picture my producer in her front room thinking what's daddy doing because <laughs> I can't yeah. see her and I don't know and I don't know if she's working I don't know if she's okay I don't know if I don't know what's going on so I'm going to message, like, we're going to have more meetings so I can know. And so it, to me, it just got harder and harder and harder. Like, it just felt like there was more work. And did, I had you, to... did you find yourself getting, like, a bit more paranoid as well throughout the whole thing? Because I felt <gasps> yeah. like I was trying to think, because you're not in the office and in the office you can kind of see and understand the tone of someone's presence almost you know oh, yes so in my mind if I'm stuck at home and I'm like oh my god that person must be so fucked off at me because I didn't get this shot over to them <laughs> yes. in time or 
you know, like you're totally yeah. thinking the worst of yeah. <laughs> of um what that person could be thinking about you and it's like they obviously are getting on with their own shit and like not (laughs) fussing over you right now but yeah I've learned that and like not not at the time like yeah so I would just panic but now I'm like I need a visual side to the way we communicate Mm. because I've always been a visual person I've relied on that and and that's okay that some people communicate in like a myriad of different ways. Some people, this text-based world might be absolutely fine and they might be completely thriving. Whereas I would like to see your face if you're going to tell me something. I want to also see the face so I can vibe check off you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I can read into the whole thing and be like, right, got it, completely understood. Whereas with the visual side of communication it's completely gone. I found I'm really struggling. I'm still struggling now. Mm. Like, I'm, if I get like a written brief and then written feedback and then more written feedback and then more written feedback, I can tell I'm not getting it. I'm like, if I could see your face <laughs> and you could just blink at me or your eyebrow raises in a way that I'm like, I've got the tone of it. So, yep, nailing it. Yeah, no worries. Like, I understand your words, but I need the picture too. And the with the written communication like oh I'm struggling I'm so struggling even now like yeah it's good to know that though like what a lesson like I feel like okay grand next move maybe I'm looking for an in-house maybe I'm ready to go back to in-house because I do need that visual vibe check yeah <laughs> like I need that I, otherwise I'm, I'm the go same. mad I agree like I think I I think I'm ready to be back in a in a studio situation I didn't realize how important it was to me either like to receive feedback face to face or um I don't know like when you read feedback it it's obviously not there to to make you feel like shit or anything but if you're getting that feedback and you're not understanding what they want and like you don't have maybe the body language of the director telling yeah. you like, oh no, it's got to be like this instead of mm-hmm. saying like his hand needs to raise to the left more. It's like <laughs> I learn through seeing a lot that I'm an animator. I learn through doing and seeing a lot easier than I do yeah. through written words yeah and I don't know if that's just me being stupid because I do read things sometimes and I have to read it like so slowly and be like right this is what they want they want da 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 you know what I mean yeah and it just makes me and I have to read it again as well yeah yeah and then I have to go away and think about it and then come back and read it again it's such a waste of Mm. everyone's time because I'm like have I got this have I got this and like it can hit me it depends how I'm feeling when I read it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know well. if that is. I, and I'm studios can't factor that in, can they? They, they can't. They're just sending me a message. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the thing as well. Like the studios, obviously, no one planned for the pandemic. No one fucking knew that this horrible, huge kind of weight was about to be shoved onto everyone's shoulders. And I think, yeah every company deals with things in their own way so to yeah I think it was quite interesting to see how separate companies also dealt with internal problems because the fact that Mm. you know I was I was working on uh, a massive show Dead Endia uh, Dead End Paranormal Park I believe is what it's called now but um and that was all through the pandemic you know Mm. as well as another couple of studios I worked with, but it's a huge amount of communication that goes into making such a fucking huge show. Yeah, you know? for sure. I used to, I, I used to um, have meetings with, you know, in a meeting room <laughs> with people, I with know. the director. Episode briefings with the director, yeah. And it's so nice to have that FaceTime because it's like, yeah. oh, hi, I'm not just like this, <laughs> you know, this nobody freelancer kind of no name, yes, I will get the work done for you kind of person. It's like, oh, I get to meet this person. I can shake their hand. I can like see what makes them laugh. I can, you know, there's just, the, it's just more human, Vibe isn't check. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be a human around other people and feed off them as well mm. as them feeding off you. And that was all taken away really quickly and we 
all had to just learn a new way. And that when you said about being paranoid, like it, it, it like that was like a, a work thing as well. Like, am I performing as good as I would in the studio? Can I go for a wee? <laughs> can I treat myself to a wee? Mm. Like, can can I have? I was I, I still had like my rigid one hour lunch breaks and like I would start at eight which was an hour earlier than I would have started in the studio just in case like anyone came online early because like some people started coming online a little bit early and I was like oh better be early better be early (laughs) (laughs) and then like I would work way beyond six as well because like I will say maybe I just thought I just had nothing else to do and I thought well I better crack on but I also better be extremely on in between these hours just in case someone sends me a message. <laughs> but that's, so I didn't even dare leave my chair. That's the other side to this that I have found really nice and fun, though, is that with something like Slack or, like, your communication program that you're using, you're... It, <laughs> I love having a good old bitch, right? So me and my mates can no be... Way. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> but, you know, it, I think having that communication with your friends and, like, those private conversations, even when... You know, something is going on higher above you, maybe, with the director or producer or whoever's running the company. You Mm -hmm. kind of still get to have your little side conversation with that person, you know? And it's quite, I I always found that quite nice with Slack or, you know, whatever you're communicating on. It's just a little message and you can always say to your friend, like, oh, hey, how are you doing today? And that was always a nice feeling, you know, when you're in isolation. It's like someone just dropping in a little text and be like, hey, how are you? It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get That's that? My, like at your studios? After. It came after. Mm. I think the one that I, I got, uh, the, the, the one where the pandemic actually hit me and I was in Ireland and I was locked down. No, I would say absolutely not. And I don't know if that's because I was supervising or because of the production or the fact that it was a co-pro. Or because it was early and no one really knew mm. <laughs> nobody no everyone was like oh I'm at home now no worries like not no worries but didn't think to check in on me Wh- what like why would they like that's fine that's absolutely fine <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I just felt very left to nothing but work and I was like okay ouch that really and like with the Whatever, like, and everything else on top of that was just an absolutely perfect, like, what do you call it? Powder keg? <laughs> perfect. It's an absolute perfect storm. Yeah. In that flat <laughs> for, like, my absolute downfall. Is it, would it, I almost feel like that saying of, if a wood falls in the trees, does it make a noise kind of thing, you know? Oh, then, that's so is that, I don't even know if that's the actual saying, but... No, but yeah, it is. And I, I, no one I've was there to hear just... you freak out in your... <laughs> Nobody yeah. was there to hear me freak out. Oh, Danny. Oh, my God, that's so sad. But, like, poor Danny. I'm a, yeah, poor Danny. That does <laughs> fucking suck. She's, like, past Danny, so I'm, like, looking back, like, oh, bloody hell. But one really interesting thing... That I just want everyone to friggin' hear. Mm. That came from counselling ages and ages and ages ago. Listen up, kids. Free counselling. <laughs> we are not, she, we like, are my, not trained in any we're way. We're not trained. We're not trained. <laughs> but, but this, I love this as a soundbite. She said to me that trauma and PTSD can happen in like a really one-off traumatic event. Like a horrific accident or a, some, some one-time event can cause trauma and you can have trauma from the event or not enough good things happening can also cause complex trauma and like as if we can't call the pandemic not enough good things happening for like that whole like that that's what like helps me a little bit is just the fact that like like it's got a name and it and it is definitely I'm allowed to feel like really bad about it because yeah. <laughs> like absolutely fucking nothing good happened and it nothing good happened to anyone and we all collectively went through this like complete complex trauma mm. and it's okay if we're still struggling like I'm still struggling and it is okay if you're still struggling it's literally okay because it it was textbook complex trauma Danny out <laughs> <laughs> mic drop <laughs> 
<laughs> but that, that's what I feel like. I, I just want everyone. I just want to fucking hug everyone, but I can't leave my house. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly what they've told us not to do. Home. Yeah. Oh, God. Just hugging people. No, I, can, I just like, want to hug you all. You poor little animating beans. That's and so tough. It's not even like the worst of it. I don't think you understand. Like, I was, I remember having a conversation with one of my mates, Robin, um, and I think it was, you know, at the start of the pandemic, and I was freaking out and, you know, super emotional, just like, oh, I just feel like shit because this, that, and the other is happening, and, you know, we're all mm-hmm. trapped inside. And she just mentioned, like, you know, there's a reason they put people in prison and isolation. Oh, yes. It's because it psychologically fucks you up. Yes. You know? So, of course, oh. of course you're feeling like that. And, yeah, I just, I feel bad for little, for Danny a couple years ago as well that really sucks like, <laughs> poor gal that like we should so do an episode on like that whole willing to relocate thing because oh, I, I hate that. I had to relocate I had to relocate for that job and then and the job was short term because it was just for pre-production on a movie mm. and now I look back and just think well that was a lot of shit <laughs> like, yeah like well, how unlucky how unlucky to like, and I bet so many other people had just moved. Like you, you just moved. Yeah, yeah. I just moved. How many of us are always moving, and just have that like non-stable foundation? It's completely and then for that uns- to happen. Oh man, Danny. Yes. Yeah. This, this could be its own episode <laughs> of when companies say, "Sorry, you have to be, you know, within a certain area or country or county or whatever." It's just like fuck off man the world has changed <laughs> like uh, I've got I, I hope so we've all got to I set up at home now we literally have like made room in our lives we've had to for our own computers and and you know desks and office space we're all ready man just fucking hire us <laughs> as we are god damn <laughs> I I hope do you see a little bit of like I mean, that's lingering, isn't it? Like, the fact that there's a definite positive to the uh, working from home thing and the remoteness. And I know that, like, I've just spent half this podcast saying, oh, I need people. And, oh, my God, I don't want to be alone. But I got to work on something I would never have been able to work on before. Yeah. And it ended up being the best job of my life. Like, absolute, made made my heart full to get to work on. Mm. And there's no way I would have got to meet that studio or got in that studio to work on that if it wasn't for the fact that they were looking around because they were like, well, who's available? Who's now we can have anyone who's who's about? Well, that's <laughs> why like, the, the rant I just went on was more towards the end <laughs> of the pandemic and where we are now, because we're yeah. like we had we had to have flexibility at the beginning of the pandemic and these companies were like oh live action can't fucking do shit right now so animation is the one that needs to keep can keep going can keep the cogs moving la 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 and yeah i got to, like we everyone got to, <laughs> everyone was able to well the world opened up a bit didn't it in a weird way mm. even though we were locked down i was able to work in a company in scotland which was like so fucking lovely and amazing and like you're saying you got to work with a company that you never thought you maybe could because of some restrictions of moving and now we're still having I don't know I'm still seeing a lot of jobs out there that are still like oh you need to live here in order to or relocate and to me it just seems so backwards it's like so you've already witnessed that this this can work. Yeah, this can work. It's, it's, we, it has worked over the last two years in this most traumatic fucking, you know, lockdown situation the whole world was in. We were still <laughs> chugging, chugging along. So, where are we? We're all, we're all alone. We're in Ireland by ourselves. We're overworking. I ran out of meds. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't have a doctor and... We couldn't go just see the GP, could we? Like, it was like, uh, don't when you have to ring them. And I just, oh, who does? I'm a millennial, man. I don't make phone calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just hard. So there's a little perfect storm happening, like I've said. But what is the um, 
the briefest way I can tell you is that I uh, ended up in hospital um, and the absolute best mental health services possibly in the UK, lucky me, because I was in Northern Ireland, sorry. I keep saying Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. I was working for an Irish company, but it also within a Northern Irish partner. Mm. So it was still UK, like NHS. And thank you, <laughs> Derry mental health services because they fucking came to my flat got me out of there F- fucking a lady came and got me oh my god I wish I could remember her name drove me to a hospital got me off made me feel better assessed me drove me back home <laughs> but afterwards and then uh visited me for five days in my flat and every single one of them like every doctor I spoke to that week was like how quickly can you get back home how quickly can you get to the people who know you how fast can you get to your boyfriend how can like li- and it was all about like fuck the pandemic babes <laughs> i know you're scared but like god damn it you need to go out to tesco's you need to go do like you like get back to people and it, and it was all about that like wow okay i like you just said like isolation why do you think we lock people away and into isolation. It's because it's literally a psychological nightmare. And the fact that doctors were on one hand telling us to not go anywhere because there's a pandemic, but then like real doctors who were in front of me were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like how quickly can you get back to wherever it is you're mm. from? <laughs> so that was really important to me. I was like, wow, okay, this, this little nomadic traveling around working on shit is grand on my cv but is doing fucking nothing for me as a human being yeah i need to be in a li- I, I need like one thing that one of them said shit what did what did he say he was like he called it something like where's your network where's your where's your people network where's your support network and i was like uh well, uh, I don't uh, don't quite know how to answer that because like I don't really have one physically. <laughs> like, they, like there's no you like they were just after getting me back to wherever I would be safe. But then I was I was like I don't know how to explain my entire industry to you. Like I've moved so many times, I've never made a friend. <laughs> like, I have made a friend. Oh my god! Yeah, everyone, yeah. <laughs> all my friends listening to this would be like, Danny, shit, how dare you? Like, why don't you? Why don't you call me, you bitch? <laughs> but like the 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 physical I took this to be like a physical human network where is that and so like my new little life goal I love working in animation it's like my absolute favorite thing but it's been the only thing I am for like way too long and now I'm like right where do I want to be where do I want to sell who do I want to be with and how do I start surrounding myself with those people and just making uh, like a footprint on this planet <laughs> that is like what I want to do next is like pick a place stay in that place and I can only hope that my career and the animation industry will allow that for me like I have given it everything can it give me something back I've hit a certain age and I'm like right okay maybe this is what maybe this is why this is a separate podcast topic. You don't see many older women animating. Where are um, they? I mean, do they eventually just get fucked off with it and then stop? Like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to. I don't actually want. To, I know we moan a lot, but like, I don't want to stop. I don't really want to not animate. I, I want to do it for the rest until I my arm falls off. I love it. I love it more than anything. But like, it's it's got to give me a life. Yeah, Otherwise, there needs like, to be when, a balance, when you said last episode about like how it enabled you to just look around and be like, right, well, what's left when you're not in the studio? Like, what have I got around me? Is this okay? And like for me at the time, the answer was absolutely fucking no. And for now, I'm like, right, it's taken a few other house moves, but I'm like, get in there. <laughs> so like after Ireland, I made it back to Manchester, which was closer to my boyfriend, um, and then now we're down in <laughs> Chepstow because he works in stop motion so he's like a bit more anchored than I am mm. like he has to work near a studio hub yeah either Manchester or Bristol um so that's great we've got like a, a criteria there to fulfill like he he can't work from home so 
pick a place near one of those. Can I, can, <laughs> then, I, can I interject here? Because yeah, I, yeah. I had no concept or idea of what you meant when you said you wanted to talk about the lockdown. <laughs> and hearing that you got dragged out of your house and taken into hospital is hugely traumatic and scary and... You know what I mean? Like, I just want to validate here for you that that sucks and is totally fine that you're still feeling the horrible fucking trauma from the moment, you know, from that moment. And, yeah, and you know, I imagine, like, if you're working from home as well a lot of the time and I imagine Ian has to go into a studio, then, like... Yeah, I would feel that way every every time someone left the house, let alone, you know what I mean? I do, yeah. Like, it's getting easier, but, like, when, when I got back, it wasn't getting back to, like, a grand crowd of people who were willing to just be like, we'll hold you now, we've got it. Mm. It was, like, getting back into a new house in Manchester that, not even in Manchester, the closest we could get to Manchester was Stoke-on-Trent. Like, try renting a, a new house in in covid times it was so hard yeah yeah i i imagine there's other people out there who've had to just fucking move to wherever they could get and that was just like that it's like all right another house move another shithole no worries (laughs) we're together at least but ian had to go to work what was really great about ian's company um at the time Mm. they they were so good they they uh they had so many covid protocols so remember that i have come from like a situation where I'm scared of the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I've I've built this up into something where I'm 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 scared of air. So coming back to Manchester was even really really hard. Like Ian came and got me in the car. He had to drive up to Scotland <laughs> and then along wow. on a ferry and then and he couldn't even do that at the beginning. It's a, I told you it's a perfect storm. So then when we did finally get back. His company gave them, like, three COVID tests a week. Yeah, yeah. So by the time that things start opening up and we're looking for somewhere else to move and to get me back to down south where I I know everyone or I have, like, the best chance of building a a friend network Mm. was uh, he'd had a really social time. (laughs) Like, he... And he'd had, like over a hundred COVID tests and I, I, have no, I just still hadn't put the thing up my nose. I hadn't been anywhere. I had absolutely no idea how to take a COVID test. Mm. So like the difference in just us two in our household was ginormous. Yeah. And like, yeah, him, him leaving every day was like, I mean, I was so happy though. Like, honestly, like at that point you could have, like, I was like, <laughs> oh, look, we, we were living on a T-junction uh, next to a fucking traffic light and I would just sit in the window watching people in their cars like this is great (laughs) this is so great look at them on the bus there's some people on the bus because I couldn't see anything from my flat in in Derry it was and that added to it that made me feel like even more isolated than like normal where you would just be like god I'm rattling around in my house this is boring but I can vibe check off people walking in the street it's just nice to see a fucking face exactly (laughs) like if people walking around means the air's not poisonous yeah great like look at them people on a bus everyone's wearing masks fantastic i started trying to go out to co-op <laughs> buy one mm. thing and run back like but like was... that's that's the other thing i wanted to mention with your particular situation danny is like you're now gymming it every week you're now kayaking you know you're like you're <laughs> this woman is out in the world fucking wrestling bears you know she's 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 out and wrestling my own bears yeah but wrestling nonetheless yeah yeah <laughs> it totally worked out like i'm okay i'm absolutely okay but i think it like and, and not only the... okay like like you said ki- i have found kayaking mm. and i i'm obsessed i i'm like if, if there was, there's one other thing that doctors told me <laughs> at the time and they were like okay how soon can you get to your friends and how soon can you find a hobby <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like the second thing and one guy was like read um and I'm a mental health uh I love it I'm a deep thinker so like all the books I would read would be like feeling trauma in the body you know like self-help don't read that don't read that at this moment Abraham so like the the, one of the doctors was like can you read a travel book can you can you read something else instead and I was like I've always quite like water (laughs) so I just started like 
getting excited about the idea of kayaking and like that literally became a little thought that kept me going like kept me thinking like there is a part of this planet that I do want to play in and that is rivers and water and when I get back to wherever I am I am going to see if there's a kayak club because I've always wanted to go in a kayak and and now I, I go every week so huge huge change for the better mm. to me that, that is so healthy like it makes me feel so healthy to be on the water in something and I'm in a c- club I'm in a club I'm in a fucking club you did it like, you're that? in a that's club a, that's a sports club I'm in a sports club like wow that's awesome sports bro now yeah I think, I think it's, so it is positive it's so good it is though. a positive ending like being able to, to to come out of a pandemic and just be like Oh, that was fucking shit. I'm. I do not ever want to like see my like relive that. You know. So having, I've I've also found like a ping pong club because my boyfriend's very athletic. He goes running for fun, and what <laughs> I know he's like some kind of alien. Ew. And um, he goes running and does boxing clubs and stuff like that. Wicked. And you know, he's just like super healthy and puts me absolutely to shame <laughs> but um he was like you know it might be good for you to to do a hobby that's not related to your work or not in front of a computer and that kind of thing and yes. I cannot stress how important if you're an animator out there get out of your chair and <laughs> leave the house do something that is just for like just for moving your body yeah, yeah. just for moving your body yeah, yeah. breathing heavily for a reason other than stress yeah <laughs> but it like relieves so much like that walk like yeah going for a walk every day like having a, a club at least once a week you know it th- the health benefits may not seem visible but they are they are so real like your mental health will just fucking blossom after doing well depending on what you you're doing but yeah like i just i'm just really grateful but, There's yeah. a really fascinating psychological... No, not psychological. Here we go again with the books. <laughs> Physiological reason why I find exercise brilliant. <laughs> Lol. Like as if I'm the first person to discover that. <laughs> but, but I did read a book called The Stress Cycle. Uh, <laughs> back when I did read mental health books. Um, and when... Uh, and, it, and it likened us to animals, which I'm all for... And they wrote about the um, the cycle, the, like the the adrenaline and the cortisol and the cycle of all the stress hormones in our body that uh, gets set off when we are stressed is is a loop. It is a loop, and you and the loop needs closing for the cycle to set off again, for like to re-release adrenaline or whatever. I might be getting this absolutely wrong. Therefore, please don't come at me science people but 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 this or is just a bit that call like in is and not... message us yeah just drop <laughs> us a comment if we get it wrong <laughs> but like when when the, the book said when a wildebeest has been chased by a lion and it's got away and it's had all that like injection of adrenaline to its muscles mm. and it's ran and it's done that like fight or flight and, and it's in its run in its like extreme survival mode it will then um shake twitch twitch and stand and shake and twitch all its muscles like like absolutely just shivering and shaking it all and it's like the muscle burning up the rest of that adrenaline like getting rid of literally everything oh, so okay. that then so that then cortisol can follow it and then so that whatever follows cortisol can follow the please god <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a doctor i'm so sorry but world beasts we're all world beasts and so uh the <laughs> like exit that is literally exercising like burning it up like as if it's fuel and if you think about like an email that's pissed you off or like uh, any micro stress like i don't know you've spilt your coffee on your frigging keyboard again do you know what i mean like a micro stress yeah yeah sets off something even if it's a tiny drop and then some other bullshit happens to you in your day sets off a tiny drop and you fucking Favorite electric blanket breaks this weekend. No. Sets off another. <laughs> sets off another little drop. Mi- micro stress. Micro stress. Micro stress. Building and up, like yeah. for those micro ones, you're never closing the stress cycle. You're never finishing out the loop. And so like we're just we're just babes. We are swimming in stress right, right now. Yeah. And so please get out your chairs and go release it. <laughs> Doctor Danny says, "Go kayaking." 
And also, on top of that, <laughs> you know, I know everyone fucking knows this, and I am not the person to be telling people to exercise because I am the worst at it. But yeah, you only have one body. And oh, little poor body. You only got one. And, <laughs> you know, if it's if it's like myself, if you're just sitting in front of a computer all day, it's, it's just going to not be as happy as it would be if you did go out now and then and give it a little shape of the muscles. Yeah, you know? just wildebeest it. Hey, I wonder if you could just stand and shake and that would be enough. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> just you could just stand like in the middle of the looking. <laughs> I, do, I did join a gym though. I just moved down south again. This is like one step nearer to where I want to be. Mm. And, I, and I did join a gym. And that is a big step. Luckily, it's really quiet. But also luckily, there are still people there and I speak to people on a weekly basis, which is really friggin' nice. And I feel now, like, uh, do you know how you said, like, uh, if (laughs) the tree falls in a wood but there's no one to hear Mm. it, did it make a sound? Like, now at least, someone knows I was here. (laughs) It would make a sound. That's really important to me. I'm like, well, I, I pop in the coffee shop and, like, it's it's tiny. I still wear my mask. So should every other fucker, but they do not. But like, uh, I'm not judging because oh my god, everyone is on their own journeys. I hate judging. I'm not judging. I love judging. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad I judge if I judge wrongly, but I will judge. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, just just to say you're all on your own little journeys and if you're not okay it's okay because I'm not okay but we're gonna be okay we're getting there mm. it will if it's not okay uh please tell someone please just tell someone this is not okay do you know when I was having a really bad time on that other job and you were like can you ask them to take a break mm. and I was like no and then when I reached breaking point and then handed my notice and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh shit, you didn't know? You didn't know yeah, I was no idea. having a bad yeah. time? Like, maybe it's okay just to tell people like I'm not loving this. This is not working. Like, I can I not have more video calls in my in in my week? Like, does it have to be all written? Like, maybe I should have fucking said something way earlier, way, 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 way back then. Been like, hey, I'm living on my own and this isn't cool. Yeah. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have. Some of us aren't, good at that I'm not good at that I'm not good at telling people the truth but what do you think I mean not to get too heavy into the psychological side of it but um <laughs> like what why do you think you're not allowed to say you're not okay I don't fucking know it is a well good question <laughs> I don't know I think because I've been working so long I don't know I just think like oh I should know everything by now working 15 years later mm. <laughs> why am I like I might only just learning really, really monumental things like, hmm, I need a, I, I need a visual brief, if that's okay. <laughs> why, is, why is that like a new thing? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like, I mean, we've never been in the, the situation of the whole planet not being able to see one another, you know, like missing birthdays, missing weddings, missing babies Dude. being born, like, you know, like yeah. it's, it's heavy shit and... Maybe you just, no. I I am so fucking loud with that kind of stuff. If I like oh, stub my toe, I'm like, I am not coming into work today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's just not going to happen. All right. I will see you tomorrow. Mental health day now. <laughs> like kind regards. Yeah. <laughs> see, see you Monday. Oh, Bye. I, w- I would work through a broken torso i don't know i don't know why let's let's, put, let's push it let's push it what would i work through i don't know it's it's madness though but like it's stupid have you learned why, am I, why can i not advocate for myself but if anyone needed help i would be like boom there, there. in a second don't worry i'm holding yeah. your hand where, where who would you need me to tell who do you want me to punch like I, i'd be like sticking up for anyone literally anyone but for me i'm like I don't deserve it. Wow, no, that's way yeah, this <laughs> not is... this episode. <laughs> well, it is now. Like we're here. But... I mean, yeah, I think that says oh. a lot though about how a lot of people um... creatives. Maybe, maybe it's a creative thing. Maybe I think it's I used to, I used to be a bit more like into. Well, now this is a different episode. 
<laughs> now that we're getting into my shit. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, I actually have a question for you, Danny. One of the uh, listeners from last week, from the last episode. <gasps> Shut up! Yeah, we got a question. My dream. Oh, shit. I'm, no, I'm nervous. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> let, me, let me get good. Let me just you get good. Readjust, readjust my weighted blanket and get a bit more anti. Okay, tell me when you're ready. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. No, am I? Yeah, wait, no. You're ready. All right, I'm going to ask you. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, okay. Dear Granny Abram, um, <laughs> I love uh, this. This is uh, anonymous sent this in. Uh, thank you, anonymous. Um, I loved you talking and uh, about reaching out to studios as a fan. But how can I ask a studio for feedback if I've applied for a job but did not get the job? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this has come up for me. In mentoring a few times and for myself a few times. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> thank you for your question. That's so... That's so thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for reaching out. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate that. <laughs> um, feedback from studios. Okay. I've applied for a job. I haven't got it and I haven't heard. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Okay. So what... I would generally advise someone to do in that scenario or what I would do myself is I would, um, firstly, I would try and ascertain why on my own. So I'd look at my work and then look again at the work that the studio makes and try and line up. Like, do, do they match really well? Is there, is there anything that I personally think I'm lacking? And I can usually find an answer in that. I can use, like, if, if it was me... And I had applied to a studio and I didn't get... It actually happened really recently because I made a really half-assed uh, job application. I shouldn't have done that, but I was I had some free fingers one day and I was like, I'll just apply for this job. Mm. Um, they, and, I, and I can look at the, the work and the output of the studio and then look at my showreel and I know there was a mismatch there. I've just sent it because I fancied it. I didn't send a speci- special showreel with like really um catered targeted Mm. work yeah exactly like so there's often sometimes I can find the answer there like is is it really clear why I didn't get any feedback and it's because I didn't send them what they're looking for uh the second thing then I would uh tell myself to do or think about is uh know that you're not um you're not alone. There are so many people that apply for jobs and don't get any feedback. It is not personal at all. It is just the resources of the studio don't allow for it. And so I try and not feel bad. Now, that does not work every time, but I try not to feel bad. Like, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. They just don't have someone who can offer that. It might not even get to the right people in the first place. It might just be a HR rejection and they're not going to give you feedback anyway. So I try and just have a cupcake and feel cool. It's not my fault. No worries. But if I really desperately do think like I should have got that job, why did I not get a job? Why did I not get like any contact back? And I think, no, I deserve feedback. Potentially that could happen. Is there, then I maybe ask, maybe like uh, you want it, but you haven't asked or you haven't uh really specified that you would um, appreciate some feedback and you can always send an email back to the person who's um, sent you the rejection or whatever or if you haven't heard that's a bit different but there's ways around that as well mm. but I'll talk about that in a minute <clears throat> you could you could just send a really polite email that says like uh, thanks so much for getting back to me I would really appreciate some feedback because I do really want to work for you in the future and if I can if there's anything I can be doing uh, in the meantime to work towards that please let me know. And that is a completely reasonable question. It might not get answered, but it's a completely reasonable and polite question. And don't feel that you can't email that. Like, give yourself the permission straight away. Yes, I can ask this because I've been through the other steps and I, I'm, I'm still feeling like I should have got this. Another thing, and this sort of feeds into, I think this is why the question, because uh, they mentioned... Um, that we're talking about reaching out to studios as fans. Yeah. 
if you've emailed the studio and you haven't had any feedback and you really wonder why, because you thought you were a shoe in say, have you thought about uh, finding an animator that works there and asking them? Now, this is sort of the same thing as like emailing animators you like and being like, hey, I love your work. You can sort of spin it in a way of like, oh man, I, I oh man, why do I always refer to the masculine? Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, lady. Hey, girl. Love your <laughs> hey, lady. Please don't have fun with that. Hey, I love your work so much like love that and try and be specific as well like don't just blanket email literally every animator you found that works for studio x uh maybe connect with them on linkedin first maybe make some sort of like connection yeah be like oh love love your show real love your work Uh, i recently applied to studio x and didn't get any feedback is there anything that you think personally that i'm missing that's such a good idea yeah my yeah that i could work on in the meantime and dude i'm an animator i freaking love talking about animation if someone messaged me and said like oh, I, work, I really want to work at that place you work. Can you look at my showreel and tell me why I've not had any luck? Oh, I love talking about animation. Yeah, I'm going to message you back. We're going to be best friends for sure. So there's that. There's that. You can do that. You can find, find someone who you want to be like and ask them if they can look at your stuff. And you've probably already got like huge network this is (laughs) I have to keep reminding myself this all the time like I actually know loads of people and they are all lovely people (laughs) and they would always help me if I asked they are reasonable and great people and I am not asking much by saying can you look at my tutorial and tell me what you think I'm missing so it's sort of (laughs) it's not the studio giving you feedback but it's as good as you know would you be all right if I added something into this yeah, gotcha. It's like Auntie Danny and Auntie Liz. We're the aunties. <laughs> but I read the question. Who am I? Um, okay, but I, I was just going to add as well, like, yes, I think it's fantastic to be a fan and message the people that you think can help you. But a good tip might be also to come to terms with... Uh, with your failures sometimes and being told (laughs) no because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time you will get rejected you will not get an answer back people are super busy they you know have 110 things to do and then maybe won't have time to get back to your email as lovely or kind or you know sweet as you may have written it and intended to be sometimes people just don't have the time so you kind of just have to accept that and be like okay they didn't get back to me. I'm not going to hold my breath over this. Guess what? There's hundred other fish in the sea. And I'm, you know, there's so many companies out there who will message back. Just know mm-hmm. that there's always the next one that you could jump onto and ask. Like, yeah, just don't hold on too tight to like the one dream studio. Why didn't they get back to me? You know, like go for smaller ones. If you think that's, it's not working with the bigger one, yeah. or they're not going to get back to you. Like, Yeah. For mm. sure. I've got a friend who always says something like, no heroes, no masters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't make that one studio the hero studio. Like, yeah. No need, no need. They're just people. Like, like you're right. There was more fish in the sea. Mm. I feel that way about jobs as well, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got there as well. Like, I don't know if that comes with time. Yeah. Depending on how many years you've got experience, you are either that like I and I I was at the beginning like just the panicked person who was like why am I not why is no one biting why is no one biting what's wrong with me what's wrong with me and now I'm like ah I'll be grand <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that from the Irish like ah I'll be grand <laughs> I don't actually what do you mean by that what is it I don't know everything's going to be okay oh it's just oh, okay it'll be grand cool it'll be grand <laughs> <laughs> well yeah everything's going to be okay and you are doing great oh my god that's so cool cheese time over i feel like an auntie yay (laughs) (laughs) it made me laugh the other day when i was reading back some messages that you were writing on twitter and stuff saying me and leah had a baby and it's (laughs) three takes podcast because i remember early on saying to you just imagine that this podcast is like we're having a baby and you were like Mm -hmm. no i can't do that no way that's terrifying 
Don't <laughs> make me responsible for its happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going well though. And you know, even though this one, like, I think was a lot more um tonally serious than the first one, um we're just trying to be real. <laughs> we're just trying to like, you know, yeah. relate to to what a lot of other animators might be feeling, but might not have a platform necessarily to say or speak their mind about. Yeah. If I'd heard this podcast in 2020, I think I'd, uh, I would have messaged her. <laughs> Said, oh my God, me too. <laughs> I really need some help, you guys. Um. I don't know what to do. I'm all alone. Yeah, exactly. And like you, like last episode you said about sh- shining a light. I love that. <laughs> it's happening. Why not talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Do you want to uh, shout out to our new music man? To James. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> James. Just, just, he's incredible. Just as a final note, like, like mm. big, big up. James the sound man. Oh, my God. I don't know. James Keeble. <laughs> Keeble, I'm pretty sure. We can always edit this out and change it. <laughs> change yeah, it in bad. post. Um, <laughs> and he's not doing our sound, luckily. Uh, Danny is editing, so that would be quite funny if he had to edit his own name in. But um, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I love that when like some, someone just over edits like some really bad ADR, like. It's like, hey guys, this is James Keeble. Yeah, well, James Keeble um, has been working on my short film, and I know he's been working around a couple other uh, people's short films around Bath, Bristol. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely lovely, amazing guy, and he made, in a matter of like two days, our new starter music for the podcast Yay! so thank you so much we appreciate you so much thank you james thank you um, james with the most ridiculous brief as well we didn't even give him a brief we were like just <laughs> just do a thing you know are you kidding do you not think like watermelon fizzy sweets is a, a really good enough brief like i can't stop laughing about that he uh, where did you get watermelon sweets from that's our, our colors it? the colors for the Oh, I'm so dim. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was like, oh my God, I love sweets too. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, every time... I do love sweets. Every time we put it on now, I, it, it hypes me up. It makes me very happy. Um, we love you, James. Yeah, thank you, James. Huge shout out. And I'll put yeah. a link to James' yeah. the website and everything else that comes with a proper credit this is not your credit James I'm sorry we're fluffing this massively but like (laughs) in words it's gonna be perfect (laughs) it'll be fine (laughs) shout out James thank you thank you thank you James (laughs) oh and if you got this far I'm sorry and thank you for listening thank you so much for your emails email us at retakespod at gmail.com and we are retakespod on twitter retakespod on instagram and you will uh, if, you've, if you're already listening to this, you know where we are. You the founders on Spotify, on Apple, on Acast, on Stitcher. I didn't even know what Stitcher was, but we're on there. You're doing great. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs>